This is exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas Minisode. Oh, we got another Minisode. That is my favorite stand-up comedian, Kurt Brownoller. And that is my favorite writer, Scotty Land. I'll take it. I'll take it. I wrote that for him. It sounded good. <laughs> uh, we got your stories. This is all about you, Bananimals. These are your stories. I and love some good the minisodes. I love the I, minisodes. I like to know that the world is silly and strange and that people have taste, that our listeners, that the great and wise bananimals uh, know our tone, know mm-hmm. what we love, and oh, share yeah. it with us joyfully. It's really, really wonderful. Uh, I'm saying, quick check-in. How you doing? You good? I'm great. I... Um, I'm really good. I'm busy writing. I feel like the uh, the great choir is slowly evaporating, and we're getting closer and closer to the Ooh. real world returning. Can't wait. Um, can't wait. And for our Stitcher Premium listeners who get this on Thursdays, uh, all of them, I think, are going to slowly be released after they've been on Stitcher Premium for six months. So I mm-hmm. think these minisodes will start to be available in like a month or so. We're getting close. So thank you to everybody who signed up for Stitcher Premium because of bananas. Yeah, you are the best. Here, I'm going to get you right into one, Scott. Do it, right? buddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from Whimsical Femme on Love uh, her. Instagram. And her, like, that's her handle, and then her name is just a series of flower emojis. Ooh. So it was very Ooh. difficult to search Ooh. for. Ooh. Uh, when I like, I was like, oh no, it's just a bunch of flowers. I just have to go through all the messages because I can't search for these flowers, flower emojis. You just uh, reminded me of a story, so I cannot wait to hear this one. Okay, the great. flower emojis. I'm actually going to switch my story up based on what you just Ooh, said. All righty. Uh, a story for you. I grew up in a lake, a lake community in Metro Detroit. Okay. Our house was on the end of a peninsula with lake on two sides and a okay. canal on the third. It, uh, it was a busy lake with a lot of drunk people doing stupid shit, and this was no different. My mom would go out at 6 a.m. to run, and one morning she went out to find our floodlight on, okay. the hood of our Jeep open, and a shirtless man trying to pull the battery out. Creepy. Uh, yep. Uh, but don't worry, it turns. Uh, when he saw my mom, he started to run, which is when my mom realized that he was completely naked. Oh, boy. He ran, he ran to the edge <laughs> of our property. Uh-huh. This is the best. He ran into the edge of our property and jumped into the water as she went inside to grab our cordless phone before walking along the edge of the water from the distance. The guy was swimming <laughs> as fast oh. as he could wow. just right alongside our property. <laughs> Oh. Completely unaware that my mom was watching him flail in the water as he made his quote escape because he thinks he's like going around the corner. Yeah, but like that's just still their. Pro- that's just she could just walk across the yeah. peninsula. You can only swim like three, four miles an hour. <laughs> like, it's a very easy walk. He swam around to our backyard where a boat was tied off on our dock. 
Sure, uh, obviously. He swam a distance that was about 200 feet that took him about five minutes when he could have easily ran in less than a minute. <laughs> the police came and found the guy in a fight with another guy on board who okay. was also nude and having sex with the also nude girl on board. What? Who my mom later found out was with the swimming naked guy. They were out on their boat all day, were drunk, and ended up at our house after they floated to shore when they ran out of gas. Oh. They were trying to steal the battery, My thinking God. it would start their boat again, but they were obviously caught. Oh, I my mean, God. I love this. Oh. I love how many bad choices yes. and confusing ideas were involved here. Yes, this is such a good one. That like it's it just really keeps going. It's it just, So yeah, wait, so who I, is the naked guy having sex with on the boat? Who's the the other person's having sex with what? Each other? So, so it was a couple and a buddy. Okay, got it. Okay. They got wasted. The man who was in the couple went to steal a battery cuz that's Things have, you know, they oh think boy. that their boat doesn't work because of a battery. Oh boy. And then the buddy started having sex with his girlfriend while he oh was boy. trying to save them and then swimming <laughs> alongside the shore. Uh, I love that because it is like that idea of like when you stay up all night, how quickly and easily yeah. you start making bad decisions, yeah. you know? That's right. Um, I, so we used to do this thing in New York. In, I don't know, like 2000, 2001. Okay. And it was called Psychogeography Project New York. I, I think it was before I knew you, Scotty. For sure. And this was all about like, um, it was all based on like the thing of psychogeography. Right. That was, you know, invented in the 20s and in France, which was like the idea of like the the, the, the urban landscape has as much of a physical map of it as a mental map that we kind of project onto how we think about where we live in the city. And Got so it. we were like doing all these things to like m make ourselves and other people think about the space they were in in a different way. It's kind okay. of also where Chang Wen and Chung came from. So we would do these things called 24-hour road trips, which okay. were an attempt to recreate the feeling that you have when you go on like a real road trip, you know, yes. where it's like... It's just like so long and so uh, repetitive that all of a sudden, like you start talking, then you ha then you get into a fight, and then you come yeah. out of it, and then like you're stronger at the end for like yes. having gone through it. But we would condense it and do it all in 24 hours. So the 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 rules were in the 24 hours you had to visit all five boroughs and you had to take all five modes of transportation. So oh, you that's could cool. Walk, walk, car, train, boat, and bus. Uh, the boat was always the obviously my the, the most fun for me. I you love, love that boat, that boat life. I love them. So first one we do, we've been up all night, and I drank a, a, a I drank because it was like whatever you know. I started drinking like midnight, of course. drinking at four, yeah, and then it was like, and I was in my twenties, and then I was just like push through, push through, and at six a.m. We take the train out to Sheepshead Bay. Okay. And we get on deep deep a, Brooklyn for our listeners. A, deep, yeah, deep 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 Brooklyn. Deep Brooklyn. And we get on a fishing boat. Fun. And then at 6 a.m., we go out and we watch the sunrise on the fishing boat. And they're fishing for fluke, you know? Yes. And uh, fluke and flounder. And they bring us up around the corner of... And I'd never been out there on a boat. It was awesome. Like, the, like the edge of... Um, uh, the other side of New York Harbor, which is in New Jersey. And, yeah. Uh, and, like, there's just a little spit of sand that comes out right at the end. Uh, and Weird. I was fishing. We're all yeah. fishing. Well, who wasn't? You Sandy got to. Hook. You've been up all night. You got to fish. You got to fish. Reel them in. 
fishing, drinking some beers. <laughs> and, uh, and then all of a sudden I catch something and it's big. And like you see the fucking. I, yeah. And no, I hadn't caught a goddamn thing the whole time. I'm right. so excited. Everybody yes. gets excited because we're all like drunk and idiots and no one's caught anything. Yes. And it's like, oh, he's got something big. And I'm like, and the guy's like, okay, let it go. Now reel it. Now let it go. Now reel it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then we're all looking. <laughs> and yeah. then as we, I see something that look, it's like going like back and forth, like a big fish, back and forth, back and forth through the water. And then I finally pull it up out of the water and and it is a child's school desk from like the 1950s. What? Yes. And I have hooked where the pencil goes, you know, like at the oh top of the wood gosh. thing. That is oh what is hooked on the fucking gosh. thing. Oh. And I was like, I caught a desk. <laughs> I caught a desk. And I was so excited. And then the guy who runs... Who like was like working the boat just came up like yeah it happens all the time and he just cut my line I was like no and I watched the desk oh, like sink again my. I was like I would have no. fucking walked all day with that yes. desk yes. and then kept it and it would have been my favorite thing in the entire world yeah your but children no. would be drawing and doodling on that desk right now yes that is so, happens all the time yeah we know <laughs> we know that the Hudson River and the East River are the most disgusting rivers in the world um, I guess they put oyster beds in that are making it slightly better fingers crossed we uh I was fishing one night in Pensacola Beach with rusty steel real name rusty steel that's yeah. amazing and um uh, he is a third. He said if he ever had a son, he was going to name him Rusty Steel and, and then just call him Quattro, which I always thought was a great plan for ruining a child's life. And we, he was, he has a boat. His parents, he's from down there. So he's like, do you want to go shark fishing at like 4 a.m.? We were drinking all night. I was like, yes, we do. So we go uh, to Walmart and we buy frozen chum at 3 a.m. You can buy, I bought you a buy chum at Walmart? Frozen chum, yeah, in a golf breeze. And then I had to get a fishing license because we were going to be out. And so they have like 24-hour fishing licenses, which are like, I don't know, four Amazing. bucks or ten bucks. And so then we go to this, uh, this little fishing place that opens to buy some more tackle or whatever. And there's this picture of a Mako shark. And the guy working behind the counter in this little sleepy bait-and-tackle shop, it's him with the shark. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. This is exactly how the interaction goes. And again, we've been drinking all night. Now it's like 5 a.m. And I was like, whoa, cool. Uh, Where'd you catch that? And he goes, in the water. And I go, (laughs) okay. Uh, What? uh, Where where in the water? He goes, in a boat. And I go, okay. So you're in a boat in the water. Um, What body of water? He goes, Gulf of Mexico. And I go, okay, so were you near Pensacola? I go, and so this guy just slowly gave me one-word answers like a jerk the entire time. And then I realized that it's like, why am I asking this? I'm like, why am I making conversation with this guy that's just like, buy the chum and get out of here, you bozos. Oh, man. We should tell that story on the main podcast sometime about how Mac and uh, his buddies built that wood submarine and the Coast Guard came out to get them because they floated a submarine up the East River. Let's do it on Friday. Let's do it on Friday. Let's do it on Friday. It's a good one. Um, Yeah, your story uh, with the flower emojis reminded me of one. So I'm switching stories now. Okay. I'm going to do this. this. But you know what I think that dude was trying to do? What's that? He was keeping his spot private. Yeah. Yeah, it's right? Mako Shark Spot. Yeah. Where where it's were Mako you? Mako Shark Spot. <laughs> Where'd you catch him? In the mouth? No, where where were you? In the water. Surfers 
Surfers do that shit all the time. Really? Where it's like, yeah, like especially if you go in, if you go to a surf shop in a place that you've never been and ask them where where to go surfing, they will direct you to the shittiest place to go surfing. Like they'll, oh. do you know what I mean? Like they're gonna be like, send all <laughs> Thanks, of the guys. tourists to this one place. You know? Thanks, it's guys. Like, uh, go to Waikiki Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the not, best. That's not fun. Waikiki. I but there's a great comedy club there. I hope when we tour, we actually do go and play Waikiki. Yeah. That would be perfect be for great. bananas. We love yeah. our Hawaiian bananas. Okay, here's a great one. This is sent in by Ariana, who also sent in the pirate who ate the entire cheesecake story a few oh, minis, so a, yeah, a dozen yeah. minisodes back. She Ariana gets stories. gets what we like. Um, it's a long one, so jump in as we go. Okay. Um, So, before I get into the story, I wanted to give you guys some context. Um, In college, I studied mechanical engineering, and we had to do a big capstone project to complete our degrees. I was part of the university's racing team, where we designed and built full-size Formula One-style race cars, uh, and then race it against other universities. That's fun. That's already so fun. So... The thing is, the projects would cost tons of money. We would get small grants from our department, but in order to remain competitive with other schools, we had to do fundraisers to get sponsorships. It was hard, but my banana stories come. My banana story comes from one of those fundraisers. All right. Okay. So, as a team, a majority of us were drink of drinking age, so we did a bunch of fundraisers at local breweries. I love great start to any story. They're building yeah. race cars and they're going to breweries. <laughs> uh, we would invite our friends, family, and department faculty members to eat, drink, and earn some money. During my senior year, we had a guy on our team who I'm going to call James. Also good. When we have to use yep. pseudonyms, you know mm-hmm. these stories are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not his actual name. He was definitely allergic to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm talking one smearing off ice and he's blackout drunk. Oh, wow. Great guy to take to a brewery during mm-hmm. a fundraiser where you're encouraged to spend your money to raise money. <laughs> oh, didn't you do one once where you guys bartended to raise money for an improv team or something? Wasn't that like a New York thing that happened now and then? Yeah, someone would, yeah, yeah, someone would bartend and everyone would just go. But it wasn't even to raise money, it was like literally for that person to make money. Oh, I like that even more. I That's remember communal. too, where it was just like, hey, let's go down. He's bartender, and he's, you know, it's like just one night. Yeah. And so it's like to get the place to have some business, and then he would keep the tips. The tips. That's yeah. a cool idea. I hope people do that uh-huh. when the great right. war is over. Yeah, we all got to spread the, spread the wealth around. Okay, so he would also break out, James, this is, would also break out in hives when he would start drinking. I mean, this guy is super <laughs> allergic to alcohol. He should not be drinking. Um <laughs> Uh, and around, uh, and he would be completely out of it by the time the second beer was finished. So at this fundraiser, James drank exactly two light beers, 5% alcohol max, and got absolutely annihilated. He was slurring his words, leaning on people, flirting with absolutely everyone. Normal. Normal drunken behavior for a typical American idiot. At one point, he laid on top of one of the tables and took a face-down 10-minute nap. We also... <laughs> we had he also... Invented pl- he invented planking. <laughs> planking, yeah. It's the first James... It should have been called Jamesing. Um, it's also just passing out drunk. Yeah. So we also brought our car to the fundraiser to show off. Race car. Formula One car. Wow. Uh, he proceeds to stumble over and fall into the driver's seat. <laughs> 
He then crawled, uh, uh, turned around, crawled his way in, and started to turn the car on to try driving it. No. I, I guess he had forgotten how to turn it on. He was so drunk. So he just loudly starts making engine noises with his mouth. <laughs> Then he starts violently yanking the steering wheel back and forth and announcing that he was doing his pretend race in third person. He then instantly falls asleep in the car and stayed asleep for 30 minutes. This is an amazing level drunk. I know for two light beers. As I said, our faculty would show up as well. Our faculty coordinator and various professors arrive during James's napping session and inquire about his state. <laughs> once, um, once a bunch of them had showed up, we helped him out of the car, and he went and tried to talk uh, to the faculty. On his way over to the faculty, he tripped over his own feet, landed on a table, and spilled drinks everywhere. After he fell, he somehow got steady enough to lean on the table, started mumbling incoherently at them. Uh, they were obviously weirded out and not happy that he was so sloppy drunk at a school function so the faculty leaves almost immediately the piece de resistance is that after he left he crawled his way back to the car and refused to get out we eventually just strapped him in i guess buckling him um and we eventually just strapped him in and rolled him in the car into the U-Haul we used as transportation. <laughs> oh, man, that's my favorite. Just being drunk and strapped to a race car in the back of a black U-Haul just going around the city. Set in the lap. Um, we secured the car in place and drove the hour back to school with him knocked out in the race car. <laughs> That's such a good visual. To this day, he still insists that he does not remember anything about the fun. I believe him. He doesn't remember the fundraiser. No. Uh, Thanks so much. Love the podcast. This is Ariane. I sent in the pirate cheesecake story. (laughs) Great story. What's so funny? Uh, It was a mechanical engineering school. She did not say probably for the right reasons. But uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, drunk stories can go. Drunk stories can be really familiar because alcohol makes everybody... So, but that one, to strap somebody into a race car, put them in... It's like Night Rider. They're in the back of a truck driving through I the know. city. I know. It's what it's like all children's, all children's dream <laughs> um, to be in a race car in the back of a truck. Yeah. So, yeah. Then the, like, the ramps drop down, yeah. the car backs out, <laughs> then you just gun it by. Like That is like every little kid's dream if you grew yeah. up in the 80s. Exactly. Um, Okay, so the one, and before I even, I was actually going to do a completely different story that I'll do on the next mini-sode, but one night in Brooklyn, you weren't there, but it was, we were definitely buds at this time, there was, it was a rainy, sleety night, and a girl that I kind of knew, I think she went out with my friend Bryce a couple times, she was having a loft party at a Williamsburg loft somewhere in South Williamsburg, and we go, and we really only knew her, but it was a really big party, and... The thing about New York parties that I'm sure you miss and remember is like when the weather's crappy and you get there, it is so fun. You peel those jackets yeah. off. You're not going anywhere. You're going to go hard. A lot of creative people. So I go. I don't know anybody, but they had a photo booth set up, and they had a gazillion props. They had so many props. You know, they had – this was kind of before that era of like here's a fake mustache on a stick or here's right. – they just had incredible props. Somebody must have worked in costuming. One of their props was Lay's. They had a box of Lay's that was as big as a refrigerator. So I proceed to drink just about my maximum level. 
Uh-huh. And at 2 a.m. or so, everybody's like, let's walk to a bar. And I said to Bryce, I'm like, I am so drunk. I'm like, there's no way I can keep going. I'm just going to pass out here on this futon. He's like, you sure? I was like, yeah. He's like, can I take your rain jacket? I'm like, you got it. Have fun. I'll meet you back here in a couple hours. So I pass out in a stranger's loft. um, And (laughs) the whole entire party leaves except for me. I wake up uh, probably three or four hours later. Um, I am 100% covered in flowers. They had broken every lay and buried me like a pile of leaves in colorful rainbow colored flowers. And so I open my eyes and I'm like, all I can see is colors at like blurred colors. I look like the end of midsummer. If no, if you've seen the movie, I look like her only cover her entire face with 20 lays. When you um, said box of lays, I thought you meant potato chips. This no lays. Time. Oh, sorry, Hawaiian oh floral God. lays, flowers. silk silk oh. flowers. So, so they had cut. They had come back from the bar, and I was just knocked out, drunk. They had cut two hundred lays, fifty lays. I don't know oh what it takes God. to bury a grown man under a futon. <laughs> uh, then the party had ended. Like at some point, everybody yeah. just went to bed. And everybody left. But the other detail is they had moved the TV that I guess was on rollers or wheels up to my face and put a porno on and muted. <laughs> so I wake up, brush flowers, open my eyes, and then there's just graphic <laughs> penetration porn happening directly in front of my face. I'm not 100% sure where I am. I look down. My shoes are tied together. So they had tied my shoelaces together. So I gently untie my shoes, brush myself off. Like I put all the flowers, the silk flowers, back on the futon, turn the porn off, and then Bryce had my rain jacket. So then I just had to walk to the subway at 5 a.m. in the rain. No, and then just ride that F train or that G train home miserably. Ugh. But it Ugh. was like the greatest way to wake up and also so alarming. It, <laughs> it was so bizarre. I, oh, my God. That is like just a perfect party. What, like, it was. What? What a great way to end your experience. I've that's the best way to wake up. Like that's like it was, I had a night. I had a night. They didn't draw dicks on my face. They didn't put hot sauce, I don't know, in my eyes or up my butt or something. They just <laughs> left me alone but buried me in beautiful flowers like some weird art installation <laughs> and then so we're like great. leave him alone. This one he <laughs> earned it tonight. And I I have some photos. I'll try to find oh, photos yeah, of the fl- uh, the photo booth earlier where I'm like wearing lays and like you can tell them 20 sheets to the wind. So god, oh, I, I love, love it. That. Man, you did it. I love that one so much, Scotty. We did it. That's the end of the mini-sode, pal. Love the mini-sodes. Thank you for sending in these great stories. Send them to our The Bananas Podcast at Instagram or our Gmail, The Bananas Podcast at Gmail, or text them to me on the banana phone. We still have the banana phone, 213-214-7974. Thank you, guys. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 